Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Elizabeth Bender, who is featured in our book, Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. Elizabeth, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Um, You're welcome. Thanks, Michelle. So, Elizabeth, you are not from Napa or California. You are from South Africa. I am. I was born and raised in South Africa, Um, grew up there. Ended up cooking my way around the world, landed up in San Francisco, fell in love with both America and an American, and I now call Napa my home. You have this amazing career. You are you have you have cooked for some spectacular people throughout your your career. Can you talk about that? Um, yeah, I feel like I, I've been very lucky. Um, you know, it's been an interesting. Definitely an interesting ride. Um, you know, I started off cooking in South Africa, and um, my first job was in this really beautiful luxury hotel in Mapumalanga, very close to the Kruger National Park. And um, and that's actually where I um, met and cooked for Nelson Mandela, who, um, you know, obviously is a huge South African icon. And incredibly tall is what I will say. Um, and then I made my way to um, to England and Europe, and then uh, to the States and Australia, and then back yeah to to America. So wow, I'm just it's just incredible. And and we are going to talk about your career in more in depth in just a few minutes. But I I wanted to kind of give people a preview of who you are. And so I'm, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, you do live here in the city of Napa. How would you describe life here for you? Well, uh, I have two young children. Um, my husband's a chef and I'm a chef. So it's a busy kitchen at our home. And, um, I, you know, it's just a, I feel like we're just a regular little family. Um, we do live in one of the most extraordinary places, one of the most beautiful places. Um, we're surrounded by beautiful vineyards and not only the vineyards but all the beautiful produce that um, you know we use to cook beautiful meals with and it's one of the things that I just really love about this area California but specifically um, um, Napa I mean it's just it's amazing what we what we have growing here and forage here. You had the choice when when you moved because you you lived in San Francisco, is that I right? Did. We right. did. But you had the choice when you were moving up to the Napa Valley um, to live in a variety of places because there are a lot of cute little towns here. How did you choose the town of Napa specifically? Um, so we were we were living in in San Francisco and um, our family was getting bigger, and so we were looking for um, you know somewhere that was a little more rural and um, still was sophisticated enough to sort of balance our lives. And Napa was just a sort of obvious choice. I mean, food and wine is exactly, you know, just makes sense. Right. We're sitting in your home. How would you describe your decor? Because you've got some interesting pieces of artwork and um, a lot of cookbooks. Yes, a lot of of cookbooks. Um, I don't know, it's a sort of a... It's kind of a eclectic mix of um, 
modern and um, a little vintage. And there's lots of African art, uh, you know, lots of color. Those sort of lots of African-y sort of, I mean, all just things from home that make me, you know, that are familiar and don't make me feel so far away. When we first moved here, um, I was pregnant, about to have my second baby. And um, when we first moved in, I was, I mean, literally a month out of having a baby. And I was like, we've got to paint. And we had to do, everything had to happen within a week. And I said to the guy, just paint everything white. Just paint the whole house white, everything white. And once it was all painted, because everything had to be clean. You know, when right. you're about to have a baby, you just like, everything has to be clean. And then my mom, then Zadie was born, and my mom was coming out from South Africa. And I said to her, so this is, you know, just two months later. And I was like, mom, you have got to bring me lots of, like go to the, the African market and just buy lots of artwork artwork for me because I need color. There's so much white in my house right now. <laughs> and so she she did. She came back and it's particularly in the kitchen when you go down that side. Um, you know, there's a lot of bright colors and I love that. You know, yeah. it's vibrant and um, colorful and alive. Well, and they pop on the white walls. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for sure. So, so yeah. that was a good choice, painting everything white and, because everything pops. Yeah, the yeah. color is, is spectacular. Um, and the artwork's really unique. And would you say that's indicative of uh, South Africa? I would say it is. Um, this, this particular piece that we're looking at right now is actually uh, Kenyan. You can kind of see the dress. Yes. Um, and the kids love this one because they always saying oh that's mommy that's mommy's sister you know because it's quite ethereal looking you know my daughter's always okay this is me this is ben you know but we change we seem to yes. change hairdressers <laughs> that's interesting yeah i wonder what 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 alters the change or what I, what what um contributes to changing i i don't know maybe whatever strikes her at the time you know what she was, i'm not sure the um cookbooks yeah and then millions of cookbooks we have so many cookbooks and actually this is this is only part of it oh so there's seriously. a big library um of of cookbooks but Spect- in the to be office oh i got it so we ha- will have a big a big library in there of, of cookbooks but we do i have a huge selection i mean you know this spans over 20 years of cooking and you know i have things that are from now and then i have things that are like this particular book that I'm pulling off now is Sally Clark's book. And this was, Sally Clark was a huge influence in my cooking career. Um, I worked for her in London and she is um, sort of thought of as the Alice Waters of, of England. And so, you know, she, she actually introduced me to Alice Waters well, when Alice I first wrote, came here. And Alice wrote the foreword yes, for the yes, book. So. Yes, they were great friends. And that's actually how I got to work at Chez Panisse was because she introduced me. Oh, lovely. When I first came to the States. Yeah, there's some amazing books on here. Um, some favorites? Uh, one of my favorites is an old book. Actually, the book that we did the photo shoot with, which was the, I think it's in the, it's in a different section. It's not where we're sitting now, but um, was the, gast- the LaRousse Gastronomique. And uh, that book it looks pretty tattered because it has had quite the travel. It started off in South Africa with me and it was the one book I could fit in my backpack when I first left South Africa at age 21. That, oh, there's the dog. She wants to be let in, our puppy. Um, That I could carry with me and I would 
you, it had a lot in it. You know, if I had, if I wasn't sure how to cook something, I could figure it out right. by just looking it up. You know, it's like a dictionary of, um, you know, terms and recipes and all kinds of things. The next question I wanted to ask you is, what would your wine country dream day look like? Oh, my wine country dream day. Let's bring it back to Back to the Napa Valley. Yeah. Um, early morning walk up at Alston Park. Um, you can see all the balloons flying overhead which is always like a spectacular sight here in the Napa Valley with the puppy, with the kids. Uh, and then, um, you know, maybe over to the Oxbow for a really yummy cup of coffee at Ritual, model bakery, uh, English muffins, because those are just the best. And, you know, just uh, maybe a walk down the riverfront, maybe head out to, um, you know, one of our friends um, neighboring vineyards for a little wine tasting over lunch. What else? I mean, those, I, I feel like those are the kind of things that I love to do. An afternoon of picnicking up at, um, uh, there's a beautiful park here um, in Browns Valley, which has beautiful views of Napa, uh, Westwood Hills. So and then maybe dinner on the waterfront at um, um, Angel. So there's your perfect day from a chef. Yeah, not very, um, you know, not very glamorous, but um, just beautiful and relaxing and yeah. and full of um, delicious wine and food. We're in the Napa Valley. We're at your home. So I have to ask, what do you like to drink at home? I, um, I switch around, um, kind of like what I like to eat through the year. Um, you know, seasons. Um, I actually have been drinking this summer a lot of red wine, funny enough. I've been really enjoying um, some beautiful reds. And I have a number of uh, wineries that I love. And I, I, I refrain from, from naming any of them because okay. there's so many great ones. And I wouldn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But wine. It's wine. wine. Definitely wine. And the odd, you know, delicious cocktail. Yeah, I've occasion. been having a little bit of a, a gin and tonic phase too. Um, there's a beautiful gin at the, from the Napa Valley Distillery that I love. And yeah, just with a yummy fever tree tonic water, delicious. Okay. Just to learn a little bit more about you, do you have any hobbies? I love gardening. Uh, we're in the process of replanting our um, orchard here on the property. When we inherited this house, when we first moved up here, the old man who used to own this home had planted a n numerous uh, fruit trees. So we had we had to learn how to care for them and then quickly how to process everything because it all happens at once, one after the other, and you have to be quite quick with your plums and your you know, apricots and your peaches and all of a sudden you're already into apples and pears. The trees were very old and they were all starting to come to the end of their life oh, and no. so we have we're going to restart that and um, as you can see we're getting ready to to plant this fall um, because that's the best time to do the, the fruit trees sure and so um, yeah so it'll be spectacular by next year again so gardening is a hobby love gardening uh, you know I get quite a lot of you know I have a beautiful herb garden at the front of the house um, which I use all the time and um, yeah, I would say that was one of my hobbies. 
I don't know. I don't. I I think cooking and wine and food, food. takes over. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. Just purely because you're a chef and we're in wine country, right? Want more on today's interview? Purchase Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. It's available on our website at winecountrywomen.com. Do you have a an entertaining tip to share? Maybe something that that you like to do that you'd like to share with people? Um, I think that uh, wine glasses are one of the best, if you don't entertain that much or you do entertain a lot, I think wine glasses are one of the things that always makes the evening so much nicer. Um, you know, people come and come here a lot and they always say, they always comment on my wine glasses. I have beautiful wine glasses and people always comment on, I feel like everything, it always just tastes so much nicer in a really beautiful glass. Yes. Um, and so I think it's just worth splashing Invest. out. Absolutely. And investing in that kind of, I think that's one little thing that can just make a difference. Yeah, can sort of, you know, upgrade a whole evening. There you have it. There's a tip from Elizabeth. Well, let's talk about your career because, as I've said, it is it is pretty spectacular, and you're this amazing chef with a just a, a great background. Before we talk about where you are now, do you remember your first paying job ever? I do. I remember, and it was not in food. Um, my first job I ever had, I was still at school, and I, it was in a, a fabric store, and it was measuring yards of a fabric. fabric. There were all the, the ladies in the store were mostly Indian with these beautiful saris. You know, they're all just so beautifully dressed. Um, this is Durban, South Africa, which has a, a large um, um, Indian community. And this particular store, there were, and I love all those beautiful saris, you know, they just look so elegant. And um, that was my first job. And I hated, they always wanted me to work the till, which is the register, which was like, I didn't want to do that. I just want to, that that just (laughs) seemed so overwhelming. I didn't want to have to do that one. But yeah, that was Measuring fabric seems so easy, right? Yeah, (laughs) you could get that, nobody would worry you. When did you know you wanted to be a chef? Um, you know, I've always loved food. My dad, you know, just loved cooking and, you know, it was, food was always an adventure in our house when I was growing up, you know, it was, it was exciting, you know, it was planned, it was a special occasion, it was thought about and, you know, it was like anticipated and, you know, my, my grandmother, both my grandmothers were both great entertaining ladies of the house and, you know, I just, it's just part of, it was, all of that was just part of growing up and part of me. When I first finished school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. You know, I love to cook. I love to, you know, create things at home and I would pour over cookbooks. And, and I remember at school, there was a, there was a group of girls that I was friends with and everybody was, thought it was quite glamorous to do a hotel management or something. That was the, the, the phrase. And I didn't even know what that meant, but that just sounded quite glamorous. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that. Right. And I said to my mom, and my mom was like, okay. So then she and my mom looked, we all we looked into it, and there was an amazing school in Durban called Christina Martin School of Food and Wine. Uh, I was lucky enough to get into it. There were only 24 students my year, 
and you know it was amazing it was three years it was an intense culinary diploma and you know we it was three years into one of syllabus and you you know you went to class from eight until five and then you had wine lectures from six until ten on a Tuesday night and um, it was fantastic it was amazing and my mom I said you know I wasn't sure I still wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life and my mom just said to me you know what this is a great course to take because it's something you'll use for the rest of your life and it gives you a little bit of time to figure out what you do want to do if you do want to go to university and you know what you want to to study, study. or what you want to specialize in you know and then I I got my first cooking job and you know when when you when you get good at something it's amazing how much confidence you get and you and with that confidence comes a lot of enjoyment and f- for me that's what happened I just you know I was I'm, I was good at it and I enjoyed that and and it just went from strength to strength and growing up in South Africa um, you know I grew up during apartheid and so we were quite closed off from the rest of the world and my first cooking job was at Blue Mountain Lodge um, that I referenced earlier in this conversation and uh, we would get these beautiful magazines from, through Johannesburg because it was quite close to Johannesburg. Um, and we'd get like all the foreign publications, Bon Appetit, Gourmet, all the ones that we know. Right. And Vogue Entertaining. I don't even know if they published that anymore, but that was an Australian one. And I used to pour over those beautiful magazines. And I, I could see things that I'd never seen before. And that is one of the things I was like, right, I am going to go travel and I am going to go and check all of these things out and work in some of these amazing kitchens and I did just that you know we I I guess it's like a naive confidence I just went for it you know and that's what's got me here so now I run um a bespoke catering company out of Napa Valley called Handcrafted Catering which I love it's um what makes you better than any other catering company? Um, well, I'm not a big catering company. It's small, you know, it's it's for people who are really thinking about food. The menus are curated to suit specific wines if they have a wine cellar or if it's a particular winery that's showcasing particular wines certain years. You know, I'm not your catering company that you 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 phone up and say, hey, can I have some you know, we're having a buffet. That That's not my kind of catering. It's more, um, it's just a little bit more thoughtful. And, and, you know, there's so much care and thought that goes into those menus. You know, things are grown here in my own garden, all, lots of the herbs and um, some of the vegetables. And then, um, you know, I know lots of local farmers very close to where we are. And people grow specific things for me. And I know when things are ready at certain times, so I'll use those on my menus. You know, strawberries are picked that morning. I know how many squash blossoms are over there on that farm two miles away. Um, I can use that on that menu next weekend. So it's not, we're not just shopping. Just, at the I'm local not ringing, shop, yeah, at the or, local grocery store. Or I'm not just ringing up the, the, the produce, the vegetable mm-hmm. um um, guy and saying hey can you just deliver all of this there's a lot of thought and um, hand selection sourcing. yeah right. absolutely and it makes a huge difference 
yeah. and also the farmers market we're very blessed we have a great farmers market here and um and lots of those farms are represented at our local market so sure well you've you've worked as a chef for many years have you seen a change in the industry over the years well that's quite a that's a big that's a big <laughs> have you question is are there more women chefs um i think that there have always been women chefs i think that I know for myself, I had to look at my career at a certain stage and say, I need to, I need to do something. I need to make a change for myself to be able to have a family and to be able to be a mother um, and, still, and still cook somehow. How do I make that work for myself? Before, before I started Handcrafted Catering, I was the executive chef of Bob Bambino in San Francisco, which is an amazing sort of regionally specific Italian restaurant. And, you know, it was very well known and highly thought of and we're lucky enough to accumulate some amazing accolades. But it became undoable for me. You know, I couldn't, we were living in, we had moved up to Napa at that stage. I was commuting, long commute, um, my, you know, my small children, and you know, suddenly I was like, you know, this is not working anymore. I need to figure out what what can I do, and still do what I love, but you know, also be a mom. Um, yeah, put it on your schedule. Yeah, and so I, I feel like finally I can say I think I've kind of struck a balance. I can, right. you know, now it's taken a couple of years, right. and there's been some ups and downs, um, but I think we kind of. I'm feeling quite good right now. I feel like we've kind of got there. So I don't know. You know, who knows what's going to happen in the future, you know, and hopefully we'll just keep changing and keep growing. But for now, I'm in a good place. Well, I think any new business, it takes a few years before you stabilize, right? Yes, I think so. so. And you've you've hit your stride, I think. think Yeah. And I think you're very well thought of in the Valley. And I, I think that what does set you apart which you talked about is that you are very um you put a lot of thought and care and and you really do try to curate and and provide the perfect meal for everyone and meet their needs right right for for that occasion right for that one occasion and so you really you really try to you know make it extra special for everyone yeah yeah of your clients so I think that's Awesome. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, you married a chef. I know. <laughs> <laughs> really? And he's a great chef. <laughs> I mean, I have to bring that up because, I mean, how does that work? I mean, you must have the best meals ever. <laughs> I don't well, know. Or, or do you fight in the kitchen? Who, who does what? How's, how does that work? Talk to me, Elizabeth. Well, um, you know, it, some, it used to get, sometimes it can get a little, uh, like who's 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 handling this right now right um sometimes there's just too many chefs in the kitchen right but um uh for the most part you know when he's cooking you know then I'm I relax or I just help or and vice versa I feel like it's actually I love it when he cooks because we have totally different styles and and that's nice you don't always want to eat your own food sure I love it when he cooks yeah who who wouldn't love it (laughs) um 
I mean, I think I do most of the cooking in the house just because I'm here more often. And that was kind of, you know, when we were talking about what do we do, there's two chefs in our household. So it's like, how do we, how do we balance this chef world and the schedule? You know, so, um, but we, you know, it's, we seem to have done that. Um, he actually is the, one of the main chefs over at the restaurant at Copia at the right. moment. And, um, which is a great facility. They're doing a great job over there. So, so he's he really enjoying it. Yeah. And he has a pretty set schedule. So that's, he, that, for the most that's part, helpful yes, for yes. you. Okay. So you guys managed to make it work at home. Yes, we do. In the kitchen. You know. (laughs) And it sounds like we really prefer your husband to do most of the cooking. Well, I love it when he's home and he does cook because it's always delicious. Yes. You know, it gives you a chance to to be off the clock, so to speak, and enjoy everything that he makes for you. Yes. Gives you a chance to get a take five. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One last question before we kind of try to wrap it up here. Is there someone that's provided inspiration or influenced your career or been a mentor? When I look at my career, there have been, you know, so many amazing people that have influenced my life, my cooking career. But when I really look at it, there are two specific people. Um, Sally Clark, who I mentioned earlier in London, and then Tracy Desjardins at Jardinier here in San Francisco. And funny enough, they just happen to both be female. It's not, um, I, you know, whether that means something or not, I haven't really thought about thought it. Thought about that too much, but um, they just happen to be the two people that have influenced my career, career. the most. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I admire both of them enormously. You know, I'm just so grateful for their input in my life and still to this day. And, you know, when I first came to San Francisco, you know, I was so young. And, uh, you know, Tracy took me into that kitchen. They were just, they just, Jardinier was just getting up and running. And, you know, she was that guy. She kind of said, you know, you kind of remind me. You remind me of myself when you, when I was young, um, of when I was your age. And, um, you know, she just, she welcomed me. And that's actually something I've, I feel very grateful for in the Bay Area, for always being a part of this culinary family here. I've never felt like an outsider. I've always felt like I belong and that this is my place. And for that, I'm so thankful and so grateful and so thrilled to, to be a, a part of this, this area in that way. You know, the whole Bay Area. Yeah, it, the culinary family. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's it's huge. It's a nice so, family, I'm sure, to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, it's pretty delicious stuff. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, on that note, let's um, wrap things up with what I like to call five quick questions. Okay. Now, the idea is that you don't think too hard or long about the answers. Okay, I'll try and be quick. I know. It's it, it's challenging for some people, so um, so let's see how you do. Um, here we go. Who is your favorite music group? Who's my favorite music group? Um, oh, that's tough. There's so many good ones. But I will say that through my whole life, uh, Rodriguez, he's a musician from Detroit who made it huge in South Africa in the 70s. There was a there was a big documentary on him about five years ago. Okay. We didn't know what had happened to him. He wrote an album called Cold Fact that we all grew up with, 
which I still love to this day. And so that's, okay. I would say him. Okay. We got to be a little quicker. Okay. I got to <laughs> sharpen up my answers. What's the last magazine you read? Gosh, it's not exciting. It was the Parks and Rec thing for the kids and, okay. and sports. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your all-time favorite movie? Uh, my all-time favorite movie? My favorite latest one is uh, that I can think of right now is The, uh, the Greatest Showman. Okay. I just thought it was excellent. Uh, what's the weirdest thing in your purse right now? Oh, gosh. Um, probably some kind of kid's something. <laughs> I don't know, like a toy or a truck or something. And what's one, and I know there's going to be many, but what's one favorite restaurant in the Napa Valley? Oh, goodness. I will have to say uh, my good friends, uh, Sean and Cindy's Talk. On Main Street. Oh, there you go. Torque on Main. Elizabeth, thank you so much for staying down with us today and inviting us into your home. You are so welcome. Thanks for coming, Michelle. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about Wine Country Women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.